Canine Cast number 21. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And greetings Earthlings, this is Walter. Tonight we'd like to talk a little bit about how some of our listeners have been getting involved with Hurricane Katrina's aftermath and doing different things to help out with that. First of all, we received an email from Chris Daly. He writes that in his latest podcast, Writing with the Window Down, number 38, he interviewed a spokesperson for the Houston SPCA about everything they were doing in response to Katrina. So we have for you, actually, some audio from that interview for you to listen to. Now, I also recommend that you check out this podcast. You can find that podcast at chrisdaily.com. Now, it's not spelled the way that it sounds. We will go ahead and link it in the Enhanced Podcast and also put it on caninecast.com for you to go ahead and link to it. But it's spelled C-H-R-I-S-D-O-E-L-L-E.com so that you can check that out. We listened to the podcast, and it's very interesting. And especially, of course, we were interested in the SPCA interview um, we thought it was really great and something that was was kind of important and also that you would enjoy listening to as well. He does have some other interesting news about Hurricane Katrina's aftermath and the people that are working to help with that on that podcast, as well as a very interesting story that brings up why he decided to do the interview at the SPCA. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and put that on for you, the actual interview for you to listen. And now, this is at the Houston SPCA. Yeah, I was I was over at the George R. Brown interviewing some mm-hmm. refugees, evacuees, yep. who, who were coming in, and a gentleman got off the bus with mm-hmm. his small terrier mix, mm-hmm. and I saw somebody from the uh, Animal Health and Welfare yes. Department yes. taking a history and then putting a dog in a van. And then bringing him over here, right. what they're doing, yes. Right, so, uh, and it just got me to wondering, you know, what exactly goes on, how, how many animals are you getting, you know, yeah. what the process is, all of that stuff. Um, well, it's it started last Sunday, actually the um, Louisiana SPCA, which is based in New Orleans, called us um, Friday night and said, we need your help. So Sunday morning we brought in uh, 263 animals which were in their shelter. They, they were lucky they were able to evacuate the right. entire shelter. So they brought everything here. And then starting Thursday afternoon when the buses started showing up at the Humane Society, I mean at the uh, Astronaut, um, we were out there. We were out there through the night, um, and basically we've been out there since mm-hmm. um and now and we moved from then the astrodome to the reliant arena you know, as they rerouted the buses we rerouted ourselves right and now that's the astrodome um we're good with our local animal control organizations are taking some uh, um, are relieving us a little bit on this right. one <laughs> right um we can't we, we couldn't do it by ourselves so they are they're now doing the intake for us but they're bringing them here okay all of these animals are owned animals. They're right. considered owned animals. They're not going up for adoption here. We are simply providing boarding and housing for them. Um, we are working with a lot of our adoption partners in um, this city as well as, quite honestly, nationwide really? to take all of our adoptable animals or to take a, a lot of our adoptable animals so that we can open up space mm-hmm. for all of these refugees right, or right. whatever we want to call them. <laughs> I'm calling them Cajun critters at right. this point. Um, so we are opening up space for them um, by by working with our adoption partners. Um, yes, we do have some dog crates and halls right now. 
Right. Um, <laughs> we've also set up an off-site facility, um, so we're prepared. We're, right. we're expecting, because we keep getting calls. Our communication with Louisiana SPCA is, is touch and go. They can call us. We can't call them. Mm-hmm. But the calls that they are making to us are, expect hundreds, if not thousands. Wow. Um, so we're, we're prepared. How, we're, how many owned animals are you getting? So far, we have... You know, my t- the last tally I had was yesterday morning, and yesterday morning we were at um, about 400. Wow. And I could safely estimate over 500, probably. And they're was, all bringing those on buses? They've come in in buses. You know, a lot of people drove here, too. Right. They were able to drive here. And the other thing we're seeing is, is a lot of people who drove here who were who stayed in hotels for like the first week, but hey, mm-hmm. I can't afford a hotel for a week. Exactly. So, you know, people have moved out of hotels, and as they've moved out of hotels into shelters, I heard earlier we had 20 folks show up earlier today just from that alone. Wow. Um, so, but we'll take them. People just really need to understand we're taking these animals because in their own. They're not going in for adoption. Mm-hmm. We're not euthanizing them. Right. You know, I mean, this and you're is, not charging them for boarding. No, and, no, and none no, of that no, stuff. no. This is um, and for people who are staying in hotels and um, are staying with family members, they can also come by here and get a bag of food mm-hmm. um, with the ballot ID. Well, you know, we'll help them take care. We want people to be able to take care of themselves and at least relieve right. some sort of burden, whatever that may be. Um, and people have been somewhat surprised to see us. I think when they got off the buses, literally people would be like, "Yeah, this one lady pulled a lovebird out of her bra." <laughs> because, well, I don't know if there were either, there were a couple of cool bus drivers from what I hear, uh-huh. and there were a couple of very, innovative, and lots and lots of innovative and smart people. Right. I mean, we, we had people walk up and, you know, they'd have a bag, you know, their bag with them, they'd open it up and they'd go, and they had their dog in there. Right. You know, it was like, hey, you're safe now, you well, know. That's it. You know. I, saw, I saw a gentleman get off that had a cat, and mm-hmm. it was stuffed so far yeah. in there that he was like, mm-hmm. you know, he was looking yeah, around. Looking around and around, yeah. seeing who, who's like, <laughs> bird in your bra was the funniest thing I've ever seen because we're all like because we saw her walking towards us and we're like good night you know oh my gosh this lady you know is that her heart fluttering like that and then she's like can you help me (laughs) (laughs) yes we can Uh, for that we can have you dust that off and then we'll put it to the beautiful little lovebird Lola yes um we we received a lot of birds Uh, I know two ferrets a rabbit there was a chicken Really? Chicken got picked up this morning, though. <laughs> he did. His family came back. And a lot of them now have, have been able to make alternate arrangements right. who, who were staying in the dome and stuff like that. So as they're either getting in touch with families or getting a hotel room or something like that, a lot of them are not coming back. Right. So um, there are a lot of really wonderful people who are offering their help, like um, opening up their homes as yeah. foster homes. At this point, we're not looking for foster homes because okay. we want these animals to be here. So then when they do come to pick up their chicken or their right. cat, whatever right. it is, <laughs> that they're here. That they can be found. Um, yeah, that they're here. Yeah, and the, the guy at the human, uh, Health and Human Services or mm-hmm. Animal Control, I don't mm-hmm. remember what it was exactly, mm-hmm. he, he was saying they had 10 days to call. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And if, and if they called every 10 days, it would be... We need to, we need to hear from them. You know, within the first 10 days, and then we'll kind of make arrangements from right. there. What we don't want is for people to walk up, drop off their cat, and then we never hear from them again. Right. Um, so the, the, the paperwork that they have that they have agreed to um, with us is, is, is 10 days. we got to hear from you, or you got to come by and get and 10 days should be enough with mm-hmm. the phone banks After, they're setting up. Right. I mean, at least, at least we can hear from them. Right. Um, because we don't... 
I, I believe that's probably because we've probably learned from our mistakes and other disasters saying, yeah, we'll take them, and then you sit there for months. And no one ever comes back. And never, never comes back. And, you know, and that's that's to be expected, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we just need to know. Um, right. Because all these animals, i got to tell you, have been in great shape. These are animals that I love. Really? I mean, these people... You know, didn't make room for anything else in their bag but their dog. Well, it's like this gentleman who who left Princess, a little mm-hmm. terrier mix. Mm-hmm. He was probably 75, 80 years old, and you could tell it was just tearing him up to uh-huh. hand it over to somebody. But he knew yeah. it was they the had best a lot thing of for the who dog. Just, who just, <laughs> and that's why we try to be so clear that they're getting their animals back. Right. Because so many people were, you know, this is all I have. We know that. Right. You know? And. We know that you didn't bring shoes, but you have. But you have fluffy you know? princess, right? And exactly. So whatever. And for a lot, of, I know one guy was telling me he goes, you know, I sat on my rooftop for three days, and somebody got me with a helicopter, and she sat in my lap the whole time. Nice. And you're like, well, oh my god, yeah. you know, if you weren't bonded with her before, you are yeah, now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I know we had. They've gone home now, but there were two um, Rottweiler mixes who actually pulled the little rubber boat. Uh, I swam, and the family was in the boat, and the right. dogs, like, you know, pulled the boat through for him. And nice. it's just like, holy cow. <laughs> I mean, it's just the What a good thing. line of work to be in. <laughs> it is, it is. I'm sure we'll be once get some sleep and, right. and, and realize that. <laughs> um, it's fascinating. It's, every, as far as volunteers, I mm-hmm. the roads are, you know, bumper to bumper. Every available spot is filled with a car parked. Mm-hmm coming here for some reason are, are all these volunteers or we have a lot of folks that yeah a lot of our we have a great volunteer corps and they are they're coming in um right now we're we're not asking for people to come by and offer to volunteer um i know everybody's really wants to do something right now right um to volunteer here if they're going to be with animals and things like that they have to have some training some orientation and right. so right um we're actually trying to figure out really what we're going to do with that. If if we can just say, okay, come help us unload dog food. Um, right. But but volunteers um, can also be so much employees. We've got to cover them with right. you know insurance wise right. and make sure. I see truckloads of dog food out there being mm-hmm. being unloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like you have a shortage of dog food. Where <laughs> where are your biggest needs? We don't know right now. Um, I mean, I, financially is our biggest thing because we know um, we're looking at having to, to get some major equipment mm-hmm. um, either before we leave here or when we get there. When we're, we're looking at having to rent trucks, you know, those kinds of things. And so um, people are, if, if they're wanting to do something right now, that's what we're asking for is the financial contribution. Mm-hmm. Three weeks, or well, maybe three days from now, when all this dog food is gone, we may need it again. Right. Um, so we don't want it. We're not turning away anything. I right. mean, we're not turning away anything. Trust me. And, and how can they get? Can you give me your website? Mm-hmm. Our website yeah. is houstonspca.org. Okay. And there's there's a story about all the things that we are doing currently, and I'm updating that as things change. And then there's a there's a click to donate now, and that's actually to our disaster relief fund. Okay. So um, I mean, it's going. And then what are your plans for Louisiana? You're talking about. Uh, we're looking over at, we're looking at early next week. Um, we have some staff that will potentially be leaving in the morning to go scope things out um, so that we can figure out what it is that we need. Do we need tents when we get over there? I mean, where are we going to stay? You know, right. Baton Rouge is right. packed. Um, so they're going to go just drive over for the day and come back to scope things out, figure out exactly what it is that we need, get all of our supplies ready and loaded into one of our trucks, and we will head out Monday or Tuesday. 
with with the goal of accomplishing what with in the, Louisiana? With the goal of um, helping them care for the hundreds of strays that they already have that have arrived there. We'll probably be bringing a lot of those back here. Um, and our, our hope is to be able to get back into the city of Louisiana. There are reports of cats and trees and mm. things like that, and we just we want to do whatever we can to, to rescue those that have survived. Okay. Cool. Uh, yep. Now, can I take you up on that tour? Yes! <laughs> well, there you have it. News of uh, the relief effort that is being put forth in the city of Houston for the people of New Orleans. Thanks, Chris, for sharing that with us. Now, Chris is in Houston, so he's kind of in the thick of a lot of the the relief efforts that are going on. So, again, we really, really encourage you to check out that episode of his podcast because he talks to a few different people who kind of tell you the different things that are going on and also gives you his take on the matter. And there is there are some really interesting animal stories outside of that interview. So please check that out. Again, um, that's at chrisdaily.com. The podcast is called Riding with the Window Down, and the episode is number 38. So thanks again, Chris. Next, we wanted to share with you an email that we got from another one of our listeners named Paul. Now, Paul is in the Dallas area, and he is also helping out with some hurricane relief efforts, and specifically helping with animals. He had written in before, actually, he's been looking to add a dog to his, to his household, and um, he's looking specifically for a puppy, so he touches on that in the email. Today, I went to foster training for Dallas's SPCA. I decided to put my puppy search on hold and volunteer to keep a hurricane dog or two for an expected 30 to 60 days. The dogs I'll be assigned have an owner, but for some reason he isn't able to care for the dogs right now. Since there is much need for a foster home, I should have my assignment by Monday. For various reasons, the owners won't be permitted to see or visit with the dog, and there were good reasons for this. One of the best was that the dogs don't need to be put through losing their owners more than once. So what was suggested to me was to keep a diary with pictures showing all the fun things their pit did and learned while in foster care. Thank you so much for sending that to us, Paul. And as soon as we got this email, we went ahead and put that on the website at caninecast.com. We also have some links, um, specifically one to an email that talks about the adoption and foster activities that are happening in the Dallas area. Um, again, those are up on caninecast.com, but we will also link that email into our onto our enhanced podcast, so you can check that out. Now, if you are in the Dallas or Houston areas, you know, of course, please go ahead and get involved as well. It's so terrific what Paul's doing, how he's actually going to be taking in these animals to hold on to them. What What's happening in a lot of areas is that as people are going to shelters, they've had their animals with them this whole time and they've held on to them and taken care of them, but animals aren't allowed in the shelters. And that's for the the good of the people in the shelters, but also for the good of the animals because in a high-stress environment like this, it's really not a good idea to get together a bunch of animals who don't know each other and that can... Um, lead to some really difficult things. So a lot of places are either like the Houston SPCA is taking animals into their shelter. And in Dallas, Paul is helping out with efforts to actually take these animals into his home to take care of them until these animals can be reunited with their owners. Now, if you have been thinking about fostering 
and kind and kind of wondering whether or not it was for you, now would be a great time to look into it. There is much call for people to take in foster animals that won't they won't be yours. They will be animals that are owned by somebody else, but you can help out not only these animals, but also the people who love them so very much by watching them until these people are again in a home where they can take the animals back to live with them. Or you can help out in the Houston SPCA's case. They said that they were working with their adoption partners to try to get some of the animals that had been at the shelter who were up for adoption out to the adoption partners um, so that the Houston SPCA can hold on to the animals that are owned and will be going back to their owners. Now, what that's going to mean is these adoption partners, as she said, are found nationally. These adoption partners are going to need new places to put dogs, and they are going to be very much in need of foster homes as well. So that is another area where you may be able to get involved and help out a lot um, nationally. So go ahead and check out in your area and see if if there's any way that you can get involved with helping out with this if you are so inclined. In Canine Cast number 13, we talked a little bit about fostering and Also, there was a listener's story about how they got involved with fostering, which is especially touching because it happened at a time when this listener thought that they wouldn't be able to get into fostering. So if you'd like to hear a little bit more about what fostering is and what it entails and some of the rewards that come from it, then please check out CanineCast number 13. We will link to that in the show notes and also in the enhanced podcast as well. Of course, if you can't foster an animal but would like to help anyway, all of these organizations do need help in the form of donations. Um, There's also an organization that we talked about in our show recently, Noah's Wish, that that leads the efforts for disaster relief for animals specifically, and they need donations as well. We have a button for them on our page that you can go ahead and click and that will take you over to that website and you'll see the donations for items that they need as well as a way to send monetary donations for that. Now in addition as always of course shelters are very much in need of volunteers Um, in the in the hardest hit areas they may need you to do um, you know many many different things but also in areas in in any area, even ones that haven't been directly affected by the hurricane, they can always use your help. So if you are inclined and would like to do something to help the animals, either with Katrina or just in general, please do check with your shelters. There are lots of volunteer programs and you can get involved in lots of different things. Even if you can't necessarily work directly with the animals, then you may be able to help out in their office. They have ways of finding the right fit for you so that you'll be able to use your talents and do what you would like to do to help them. And they always they always appreciate that tremendously. So please check with your shelters today. And thanks so much for all of the help that our listeners out there are doing already. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. And If you haven't already, please spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about CanineCast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.